Welcome back, friends. Lost Scarf here, and it's time for newest Kirby's Dreamcast. This podcast is dedicated to everything about Kirby, and this time we're going over episode 40 of Kirby's Right Back Asha anime. Next time we'll be going over a game episode. So as always, you can give us feedback on YouTube version's comments uh, section, or at Kirby Dreamcast on Twitter. Also, don't forget that Kirby's Dreamcast now has its own channel on YouTube, so you can get only Kirby content instead of all our other projects if that's all you want. The only big news right now is that Kirby uh, is getting the Waddle Dee Nendroid very soon from Good Small Company, and also the one-year anniversary for Super Kirby Clash just happened, and there's a code you can put in the game to get some more gem apples and items. So today we're covering episode 40 of Kirby Ride Back at ya. In the US, this was episode 37. The episode was titled Monster Management in the US, and I won't give the Japanese name yet because it will spoil the plot. In the US, it released on March 15th, 2003, while it released back in July 13th, 2002. If you're a fan of Action Kirby, this is a very good episode, as it's all about fighting monsters. So the episode starts with King Dedede taking a bubble bath while Oscar Goon is washing his back. I'm convinced these guys are secretly married. There's no way they're not. While that's happening, we see the throne room, and it looks like the teleporter is activating itself. This is the second time we've seen this, by the way. The first time was when Knuckle Joe did it back in episode 19. And then we see Escargoon's fanning King Dedede in a sauna, while something weird appears in the background. Then Escargoon gets attacked by a bunch of little monsters. They're both confused, and they both get attacked. We then see Tiff's room, and it gets invaded by more monsters, so it, there's monsters all over the place. King Dedede and Escargoon rush to the throne room, and then they try to turn off the teleporter, but are unsuccessful. Escargoon assumes King Dedede ordered too many monsters, but he says he didn't order any no monsters. The salesman then shows up on TV and says this is a new monster management service, and they're testing it out on King Dedede. They then reveal that Knuckle Joe is the manager of this whole service, and he says hi and calls King Dedede Tubby. We also see that he's got a color change at this point. He now looks like he does in the games, so he's more of a white guy now. He's got the blue band on his head. He's got the gem still. He's in a suit, though, which is not what he wears in the games. But he more looks like what he does in the games, though. In the Japanese version, they call it their inundation service, which is a fancy word for overwhelming service. Also, in that version, Knuckle Joe calls King DDD Gramps a lot instead of Tubby. <laughs> we then get the awesome opener, and after that, we're treated to watching Kirby sleep as he is awakened by hearing Takori calling out for help. A bunch of monsters are attacking the house, and they got their hands on Takori, and they're yanking feathers out of Takori. Like, ouch, that is not a fun feeling. Like, if someone was to grab you and then pull the hairs off, your, off of you, that would suck. That's what's happening to Cory here. Kirby then looks around, and there's monsters all over the countryside. They're everywhere. Back at the castle, we see more monsters hopping out of the windows. Then Meta and his knights run around the castle, and they attack monsters left and right, and he's killing quite a few of them. He's straight up hitting them with his sword. They get excised. They're dead. They're not alive. They are totally dead. And so the three of them are running around, and they eventually find Tiff and Tuff, and they start protecting them. Meanwhile, Kirby and Takori rush the castle, and after some time, Meta and his knights have killed more monsters, and then Kirby arrives at the castle, and the castle is packed full of monsters. And we get some wide shots and see lots and lots of monsters. So, I'll try to best describe all these guys. So there's an angry green ball with four arms, there's an angry looking waddle doo if their eye was three times smaller and they had shoulder pads, a spiky brown monster, best way to put it, an angry looking sunflower seed with eyes and feet, a little bucket robot with a ball on their head, a little witch monster kind of looking thing, a bull cow monster, like it's a mix of both, and Jeff Foxworthy. So let's think about Kirby for a moment. Why did he come here? My best assumption is Kirby knows Tiff is a responsible person older than him, and he can rely on her to make sense of things, so he rushes there. Kirby just knows he's a baby and knows how to delegate, so he thinks of Tiff. Smart kid. 
So Kirby finds Meta and his knights with Tiff and Tuff, and he runs through the crowd of monsters to get to them. Which, you know, probably isn't the smartest idea, since they beat him up as he's walking over there, and they throw him into the crew. So there's a baby beating for the baby beating counter right there. Tiff shakes him awake and has Kirby suck up all the monsters. Kirby eats a lot of monsters. The monsters, of course, try not to get eaten, but they fail, because, well, yeah, Kirby's pretty strong. Midnight figures they should go to the throne room to stop the teleportations, and we see King Didi and Escargoon say they don't trust Knuckle Joe, but he just got Employee of the Month, so okay, he's really good there. He then tells them he's got a plan to kill Kirby, which gets King Dedede's attention. But he wants all these monsters to count as free, which Knuckle Joe agrees before teleporting himself over. Knuckle Joe then whips the monsters into order, and we see two more monsters. A small brown monster with sunglasses, and lips like Jinx from Pokemon, and an axe with arms. Just straight up an axe monster. We only see them in this shot. That's it. They're in, we never see them again. So I guess they just added this shot. So they just show more monsters, I don't know. Also to explain how they're being obedient, I guess. Knuckle Joe says they're obedient to King Dedede now, so King Dedede orders all the monsters to attack Cappy Town. And just then, the good guys show up and everyone's surprised to see Knuckle Joe. Kirby happily hops and waves in Poyos. In the Japanese version, he actually says Joe. Tiff questions why Knuckle Joe's there and King Dedede tells them he's an employee of Nightmare Enterprises, which of course shocks all of them. By the way, we will not see Cerebrum Ladylike. We can only assume they're being attacked this whole episode, but we just never see them in this episode. Tiff then explains the whole plot of episode 19 to catch up the audience if they hadn't seen it. Knuckle Joe came to kill Kirby in episode 19, thinking he's the one who killed his father when it was actually Meta Knight because he was looking for a Star Warrior. But the reason why Meta Knight killed his father was because he became a monster himself because of Nightmare Enterprises. But Knuckle Joe's father returned to his senses just before death because of his love for his son. With this knowledge, Knuckle Joe decided to try to not kill Meta Knight and go after Nightmare Enterprises, but now here he is working for them. By the way, with the footage with the old version, we see the old purple version of Knuckle Joe, which of course isn't what he is now. Knuckle Joe then says he realized a paycheck was better than fighting monsters, and he then whips the monsters to go do King Dedede's bidding, and he runs out the door. The good guys give chase, but Knuckle Joe holds the door closed, and then lets go so they all fall forward since they were rushing the door, and then he runs off. King Dedede then okays summoning even more monsters while he goes to the ramparts with his binoculars to watch Cappy Town in a bunch of mayhem. So next we see Cappy Town get trashed. They trash Chef Kawasaki's restaurant. They even attack him. They're all over him. Same thing goes for Tuggo's shop. We see them just eating stuff, damaging a bunch of things, and Doron's also robbing the place. Doron's the guy with the, with the goatee who's always in jail. And then we see Professor Curio's shop, and it's getting wrecked as well, and they're destroying a bunch of antiques. Not great. And then there's a big explosion. Now, as you may guess, there was a cause of that explosion, but it's only in the Japanese version. So in the Japanese version, there's more things happening. Gengu's toy shop also gets attacked. They're messing with the toys. They even shock Gengu. Biblio's bookstore gets attacked as well. Poor Biblio. And lastly, Gus's gas station gets attacked. They spill gasoline everywhere, and then another monster comes over and uses fire breath on the gas. This leads to a big explosion that we see in the US version, and I can only guess they remove these scenes for time, and so kids don't know you can light gas on fire. That's gotta be the reasons there. Because kids know what a gas station is. They've been to those, and don't want them playing with gasoline. Kids might want to see a big explosion, you know. With the town getting destroyed, Kirby and friends finally arrive. Kirby immediately gets the business and sucks up lots and lots of monsters. Oh yeah, we also saw Samo get attacked in the Japanese version, and they're stealing all of his alcohol from his bar. And you can see one of these monsters holding bottles in the US version as Kirby sucks them up. Well, in the Japanese version, there's more scenes of them holding the bottles and getting sucked up. 
So King Dedede laughs from the castle because Kirby should be tired soon. As Gargoon does warn that they shouldn't be too happy because there's always a chance Nightmare Enterprises is lying and they're going to charge him some hidden fees. So King Dedede decides to shut down the teleporter. That is a weird thing to do since, you know, he's going to take out Kirby, but I guess he's more important to him as being cheap than killing Kirby. We get back to Kirby and he is getting exhausted from all the sucking and eating. Like, he is not moving as fast as he was before. He's getting tired. But he keeps fighting because that's who Kirby is. Knuckle Joe watches from the rooftops, and then Meta Knight shows up and asks Knuckle Joe, what's he plotting? Knuckle Joe says he's just keeping his bosses happy, and heads back to the castle. There, King Dedede is still failing to turn off the teleporter, and Knuckle Joe returns and tells the salesman that his plan is working. They just need their strongest monster. The salesman says he can't summon them, but Joe says this was his plan all along. Kirby's tired now with the little monsters. He'll get overwhelmed by the big one. So this convinces the salesman, and he sends over their strongest monster, Masher. So Masher is a giant knight-like robot with a cross on their chest. Their head is a big knight helmet. It's like a big bucket helmet. They have a cape. They wield a giant flail as their weapon. And the thing speaks in big robo-roars. We see Masher actually in Kirby's Dreamland 2 as a regular enemy. And they eventually return as a keychain in Kirby Planet Robobot as a mini-boss in Kirby Rumble. They're also in Kirby's Blowout Blast. Just if you're... We're familiar with Super Kirby Clash, just think Gigant Knight, but it's this guy instead. So this giant monster gets teleported in and gets ordered by Knuckle Joe to go crush Kirby. So it walks through the castle walls to leave, just crushes all the walls. And Escargoon says, there goes their ventilation problems. Knuckle Joe, King Dedede, and Escargoon leave to follow Masher as well. Meanwhile, Kirby's eaten all of the monsters in town, and he's completely exhausted, which makes perfect sense. Try eating the entire buffet. That's what just happened to Kirby. And it's not even food he likes, it's things he has to eat just to keep the team alive and the town alive. Midnight says they need to head back to the castle, and so they do. But on the way, a giant flail comes down at them, and they all have to dodge it. Meta Knight grabs Tiff, Sword Knight grabs Tuff, and Blade Knight grabs Kirby. If not for the knights, the kids would have been destroyed. They would have been holes, holes all over their body, crushed. They'd be dead. Completely dead. No way. No way surviving that. Masher then lands and almost crushes Kirby and Blade Knight, who both dodge out of the way. But the force from Masher's landing sends Kirby flying into a rock. Poor baby. Med Knight calls Masher a real heavyweight, says of course he did. Okay, that's the joke from him. And so the battle has begun. Masher throws their flail at Kirby, and Kirby's able to dodge it, and it destroys a rock behind Kirby. They then turn to flail to chase Kirby some more, and a bunch of trees get destroyed as Kirby's trying to run to avoid it. King Dedede and Escargoon drive up to enjoy the show, as Tiff tells Kirby to suck up the monster. I feel like everyone should know that isn't going to work, but they've gotten lucky with sucks before on big things, so I guess why not? Like when they sucked up the statue in episode 8, like that worked out. That worked out for them because a rock piece came out, so I guess they're hoping for something like this. Doesn't happen though. Kirby runs up to try, but Masher keeps attacking Kirby and forcing him to dodge. But eventually Kirby gets overwhelmed and blasted back, badly hurting Kirby to the point he's struggling to stand. Tiff pleads with Kirby to get up as Meta Knight runs up a wall and tries to attack Masher, who easily swats him away. This is one of the rare times we see Meta Knight get hurt. This is the second time, actually. The first time was at the claws of Wolfrath in episode 26, and he will get hurt again in the future. King Didi and Escargoon are, of course, surprised to see Meta Knight defeated so easily. Knuckle Joe then tells them there's more, and we see Masher fly into the sky with rocket boots on its feet, and they start spinning really, really fast. Kirby finally gets up and succeeds in dodging the flail, but because of the speed of the spin, they also are spinning the counterweight besides the flail, and that slaps Kirby down. So Kirby has now taken two beatings in one episode, and it's been a while since this has happened. 
Knuckle Joe then jumps into action and he tears off his suit and he now looks like he does in the games because now he's wearing like a blue gi now. Tiff begins to cry in despair, which is also another rare thing we don't see that often in the show. She will cry again later in another episode, but it's just a rare thing to see her get that sad about a situation. Knuckle Joe runs at Kirby and says to get ready. Kirby gets up and is confused before barely dodging another attack from Masher. But unfortunately for Kirby, as he lands, Knuckle Joe fires off multiple Vulcan jabs and they all hit Kirby and send him back to the ground. Masher then launches Kirby into the air, and Knuckle Joe grabs and throws Kirby into the ground, which causes Kirby to bounce and get hit with a spin kick from Knuckle Joe that sends him crashing into a rock wall. This baby beating isn't ending. It's still going. Kirby is getting wrecked. Tiff begs Joe to stop with tears in her eyes, but it isn't over. Knuckle Joe and Masher walk up to Kirby, and Kirby can no longer stand. He's struggling to get up, but he can't. Kirby cannot get up. He has been taken to the absolute limit. So Knuckle Joe tells Masher to finish him, and everyone watches helplessly. Kirby continues to struggle to stand, but he still can't. He keeps falling back to the ground. He just doesn't have the strength anymore. Knuckle Joe then jumps in the air and launches a smash punch at Kirby, and he then tells Kirby to suck it up, which Kirby barely does just in time. And with this, Kirby transforms into Fighter Kirby. Now you might question, why didn't Kirby do this sooner? Why did he need to be told to do it? And really, Kirby hasn't had a chance to eat an attack this whole time. Just a minute ago, Kirby was getting overwhelmed and attacked before he could even react. This is the first time Kirby's had a chance to suck up a power, because I feel like that would be a criticism. Why didn't he suck up a power sooner? There has never been an opportunity. Every time Kirby gets his footing, he gets knocked right back off of it. And finally, he gets a chance, because Knuckle Joe gives it to him. By the way, in the Japanese version, it's a little darker. Knuckle Joe stands in front of Kirby and asks him, Do you want to die? It's like, straight up asks him that. Then he tells him to eat the smash punch if he wants to live. That's what happens in that version. So now Kirby has become Fighter Kirby, and this has healed him up. Apparently that's a thing. Kirby then rubs his nose while looking at Knuckle Joe, just like last time. Knuckle Joe then orders Masher to attack again, which it obliges. Now as Masher starts readying up the attack by spinning the flow in one hand and the counterweight in the other hand, Knuckle Joe jumps in the air, turns around, and spin kicks at Masher, catching them completely off guard and putting a big dent in their chest. Now, since Masher had both hands preparing for an attack, they had no means to block Knuckle Joe's attack. So with them knocked off balance, Knuckle Joe follows up with a bunch of Vulcan jabs, which leaves more dents in Masher and knocks them over. King Dedede asks what the heck is going on, and Knuckle Joe says he tricked him. The truth is, he's a monster hunter now, and he wanted to hunt down a big one, like Masher. So yeah, the Japanese title of this episode is Monster Hunter Knuckle Joe, which would have completely given away the plot. Kirby's still confused while everyone else is relieved, or just impressed with Knuckle Joe's double cross. He explains he knew he they wouldn't let him near a monster like Masher unless he was on their side, so he convinced them to hire him. After all, his father did work for the Nightmare Enterprises. King Dedede laughs about all this, calling it Dedede Devious, until Escargoon points out he was bamboozled too, which annoys King Dedede, so he orders Masher to attack. Knuckle Joe scratches his nose as he asks Kirby if he's ready to do a tag team attack, and Kirby responds by rubbing his nose again. So now the tables have turned, and Kirby and Knuckle Joe gang up on Masher. Masher attacks with her flail and then gets a Vulcan jab from both Kirby and Knuckle Joe. Masher then throws a counterweight and completely hits Kirby, while Knuckle Joe easily dodges. With Kirby on the ground again, Masher throws their flail directly at him, full-on throwing the entire flail at him. But Knuckle Joe jumps up and kicks it off course. Just straight up just gets in front of it, kicks the flail, and knocks it off course, showing how strong Knuckle Joe is. With no weapon in hand, Masher is defenseless as the pair attack Masher with more attacks from multiple directions. Masher tries to block attacks with their fists, but he gets caught from another angle. Meta and the Knights acknowledge that Kirby and Knuckle Joe have become a great team, 
And by the way, during this fight, the Japanese version is playing the song Checker Knight from Kirby's Air Ride, which is a really good song. That's one of the few things the US version is missing is the Kirby songs, which is unfortunate. Eventually, Kirby and Knuckle Joe do a combination of all of Knuckle Joe's attacks. They do spin kicks, Vulcan jabs, smash punches, and finally, the Shoryuken, I mean Rising Break. With that, Masher explodes and blows King Didi's car over. Escargoon says, now look who's smashed. <laughs> Knuckle Joe and Kirby then land and shake hands with the wreckage behind them. Cut to the salesman apologizing and saying he'll resign, but Nightmare tells him, it's okay, we'll let them think they've won this time. In the Japanese version, the salesman just apologized for failing. Surprised he didn't try to resign in Japanese version, really, because it feels like that'd be the thing to do in the Japanese version, but he doesn't. Midnight tells Knuckle Joe his father would be proud, and Knuckle Joe tells Kirby if he ever needs help, just call. He then just floats away. Apparently he doesn't need a teleporter anymore. Kirby waves by, and of course rubs his nose again at the end, and then we get the star wipe. By the way, in the Japanese version, Kirby says Joe a few times. He also calls out all the attacks with Knuckle Joe. On the US version, he just says Poyo. So that ends episode 40. It's a harrowing episode for Kirby as he almost dies and takes a couple baby beatings. This is the most damage we will see Kirby take for the next, like, 50 episodes. He'll get hurt, he'll get beaten quite a bit, but we never see him almost die like we do here. He does get close, though, because I'm up to watching episode 90, I'm almost at the finale, and Kirby takes a lot of beatings. There's a lot of comedy episodes, a lot of Monster of the Week, but it is the furthest Kirby gets to nearly dying, for sure. I really enjoyed the episode, and it pulled my heartstrings a little bit worrying about Kirby's life. Like, with World of Light, when you see that opener with where Kirby almost gets taken out, I got really worried. I, it always bugs me every time I watch him, like, oh my, he might, he might not make it, he might not make it, and then he makes it. It's like that kind of thing. It's like, Kirby almost doesn't make it, but he makes it. So, next time we're going to go over a game none of you have played, I can guarantee that. It's called Kirby's Toy Box. It was only on the Satellaview, and it's a Japan-only console that did digital gaming. That's right, Nintendo did digital gaming before anyone else. The game had a sneak preview of the next big Kirby game, which is Kirby Superstar. So it'll be a while until a Kirby Toy Box episode comes out, since it's a gaming episode, since we do all the visuals and everything on YouTube. But after that, it'll be episode 41 and episode 42, because that's a two-parter. And eventually we'll get to Kirby Superstar. And that's going to be a big one as well, because Kirby Superstar is a big game. So that'll probably be a two-parter as well. So those are the episodes we expect coming up in the future. And there'll be some time before they come out, because those are going to be big ones. So that right there is the podcast. You can find us almost anywhere podcasts are hosted. Tell people about us. We're the only Kirby podcast. I looked it up. We're the only one. I can't believe we're the only one. That surprises me. So let the fans know. Let the Kirby fans know there's a podcast talking about everything Kirby. Please. I had fun. I hope you had fun too. And that's what it's all about, isn't it? Having fun. Thanks for coming by and see you next time. Mm -hmm.